Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Social Liability Podcast, the only podcast where two middle-aged men sit around and bitch, moan, and complain about those in our lives that violate the social contract that we all agreed to live by. I am your host, The Razgreaves, with my co-host, The Buck Grundle, and this week we are going to settle the age-old debate, which is better, Coke or Pepsi. No, we're really not, but that just struck me as funny. You know, we are, uh, we are, that is where we are polar opposites to true and true. <laughs> but I was smart enough to wear the t-shirt for this impromptu challenge. And, uh, you know, well, I'll so go you... ahead and save everybody else some time. Coke one. Well, uh, go ahead and say that one more time. Go ahead. So. I don't need to. Well, and see, as we go right there, because now Buck can't be heard because we win because I controlled the soundboard and muted his microphone. So that is just the way it is, and Pepsi wins, folks. So moving on. <laughs> you're you're unmuted now. You can speak again. Okay, good. That was very well played. Sir. <laughs> okay, so we got three stories this week of uh, people violating our social contract, and. Um, None of them have anything in common, <laughs> other than the fact that it's some douchebaggery is afoot. But other than that, there's really nothing um, nothing between them. So this episode is entitled Potluck Liability, and we're going to start out with, uh, from NBC News, a woman was declared dead by paramedics. The funeral home found out she was alive. <laughs> now... I, I am an EMT. I, I've done this for a living. I've declared, got people declared dead over the radio. But um, the thing is, though, typically when 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 a, you get a doctor to do that, it's it's pretty pretty damn obvious. <laughs> like they're all burned up, or there's no blood left in their body type scenarios, or you found them and they're clearly in a state of decomposition. So for this to happen, we're full of holes, we're full of holes. Well, even then, sometimes, um, Something smashed, smashed by a car. Yeah. Either, either way, either way, this this is like the fuel behind some of my most twisted Tim Burton style nightmares. Is <laughs> is is getting taken to the morgue, but still being alive? Like this, this woman actually did that seriously. That's... Well, paramedics declared a Michigan woman dead before her remains were taken to a funeral home where the staff found out she was very much alive. The bizarre mishap happened on Sunday morning in Southfield uh, when local paramedics rushed to the aid of an unresponsive 20-year-old woman. The paramedics believed she was dead and called a nearby hospital to share vital signs with the emergency room physician. Now, what the hell did they share? If they thought she was dead, that means her vital signs were zero. You know, blood pressure, zero over zero. Uh, pulse rate, zero. Uh, blood saturation, or oxygen saturation level, zero. I mean, <laughs> heart rate, zero. Uh, what the hell is there to share? So that, that's the red flag number one for me. But uh, and Why do you need to confirm that somebody's dead? Only a doctor, a only a doctor can uh, pronounce death. That's the reasoning behind it. A paramedic, an EMT, what have you. I cannot declare somebody dead. I can look at them and say they dead, but I can't declare death. Uh, that has to be done by a, that has to be done by a physician. Okay. So okay. like, I'm glad it, that it, you it, have knowledge there. Like when you okay. see on TV where they say time of death, you know, thirteen twelve. 
they're just they don't actually ever do that they literally just if they ever say the time it's to the nurse that's taking notes so that they can refer back to it later when they do the report that that whole thing nurse the time of death is 1313 that that doesn't happen so let's see here paramedics believe the woman was dead and called nearby to share vital signs blah 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 um the doctor used the data to formally declare death. First responders then called the medical examiner to share the same information, leading a forensic pathologist to rule there was nothing suspicious or possibly criminal, thus allowing her to be sent to a funeral home. Okay, red flag number two, but moving on. In this instance, there was a medical history that said that, uh, wait a minute. In this instance, there was a medical history that said that wasn't necessary. Okay, well, we're not going to reveal that information, obviously. Citing medical privacy concerns, Mullen declined to reveal the woman's medical history that helped lead paramedics to believe she was dead. The woman's body was taken to James H. Cole, home for funerals in Detroit. That, oh my god, that sounds like a freaking orphanage. <laughs> the woman's body was taken to James H. Cole Hume home for funerals. First of all, I don't think I want my name on a funeral home. Uh, secondly, isn't it like home for wayward children or something of that nature? It sounds like a bloody orphanage. But no, we're going to take dead bodies there. Uh, this, this is clearly an example of somebody trying to be unique and different with their business naming. <clears throat> to try and like set themselves home for funerals. Like, <laughs> home for funerals. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I see, I see what you're doing there, dude. But nah, it's like putting an accent nah. mark over an e or something to make it sound French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That resume. Um, do, do, do. when the, the body was taken, workers saw the alleged dead woman moving. <laughs> You can tell she was breathing, Cole spokesman said. You can see a chest going up and down. They can see that. The woman was taken to Sinai Grace Hospital in Detroit, where she's being treated. They said, ma'am, your daughter is on your way on her way to Sinai Grace Hospital. She is breathing. She is alive. This devastated my wife, my, my life. Then she told me, "No, ma'am, your doctor, your daughter is breathing." I said, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean she's breathing?" She said, "Ma'am, she's in the hospital." <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, so they they told her her daughter was dead. Took her to the funeral home. And said, oh, by the way, we took her to the hospital in Stegs. It turns out she wasn't dead. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Oh, geez. Southfield fire officials uh, were still piecing together what happened on Sunday. What happened? You done fucked up. That's what happened. <laughs> I guarantee you, without knowing, and I don't want to disparage the young lady because I don't know for sure, but this is just my guess from the story that I have read right here. When they say she had a medical history, she probably had an ODs in the past. And when they got there, they didn't feel like working her because they'd probably worked her five or six times. And they said, screw it, she's dead. That's what happened. I'm 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 gonna call it right now. I put money on it, but I can't say for certain. Uh, the city of Southfield said it's conducting a thorough internal investigation. Where poor its findings, the state authorities, 
with the, with their oversight of emergency medical services. Mullen refused to second-guess the paramedics, ER doc, or his uh, agency's forensic pathologist in making the incorrect findings of death. I don't have enough facts to make that call. Well, dipshit, you had enough facts to say she was dead. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've seriously, I have had people where I, I have called the doc for medical, when you call, you say you're calling medical command and you give them all the information and you say, D -d this is pointless. Nope. Worker, bring her in. Fuck. Uh, okay. And then you, you end up just beating the hell out of a dead body for the half an hour it takes to get there. And in a lot of ways, I think it's very disrespectful. Uh, but the doctors never want to make that decision and, and, and find out later that, uh, the paramedics were wrong or the EMTs were wrong. And now it's, it looks bad on me. So 99 chances out of a hundred, you try to get someone to pronounce death over the radio and you're SOL. Yeah. I just, I got nothing to say about that. I got no point of reference. All I know is that it sounds like a bunch of, a couple of people were being really stupid. Yeah, it's it sounds like they either didn't care or they were just incredibly inept. One of the two, or both, probably both. I, I was gonna say it's kind of like love and marriage. <laughs> um, this is this drizzling shits, and, and here's the here's the shitty part about it. And the, you know, people always like to say talk about like teachers, for example. Teachers are so underpaid; they need to be paid more. They're they're educating the youth. I've had some pretty damn shitty teachers in my lifetime that were protected by unions. I want to point that out. But I'll also point out that EMTs, for the most part, who are doing CPR on infants, who are putting their hands in bullet holes, who are holding people together, holding their hands, looking them in the eye, lying to their face and telling them it's going to be okay, typically make about $10 to $11 an hour. That's that's the truth. Your your EMTs don't make shit. I was a paid EMT with the fire department. Uh, I didn't make squat. It was a stopgap job just because I happened to have my EMT and they were hiring. And I, it is not a job I recommend for anyone because it is it, psychologically it is damaging. Most people can't handle it. Uh, most of your EMTs don't last that long because of everything I just cited. You, you watch people die all the time. You watch them die in horrific manner and you clean up death and the burnout rate is astronomical, but the pay rate is ridiculous. So anytime that you hear people saying out there about teachers getting or nurses, yeah, nurses. Yeah. They're, they're getting, not getting paid enough bullshit they're making most of them are making between 40 and 50 dollars an hour you know within a couple of years of starting and then you end up with these poor emts who are out there in it and they're not making shit and that's my soapbox for the day anything to add nope i got i got nothing to add on to that man that that was a that was that was said with way too much conviction for me to <laughs> shit the bed all over it <laughs> Well, it's the truth. I mean, they, the EMTs have a horrible job, and they get paid shit. And I'm not saying that, you know, the, the, the plight of all the other people I mentioned is, isn't valid. But I'm just saying, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things compared to other people, um, don't say that you are, you know, poverty-stricken when people that are doing jobs far worse than yours have it far worse off than you do. 
This is where I would insert my intelligently, you know, calculated counter argument, which I have none. So that's why I'm just kind of like dialoguing it. Parentheses. <laughs> you, you and I, you and I have had a uh, a very heated debate over the whole subject matter, but it is concluded with us still remaining friends. Moving along to the next story. Thank you, Raz. <laughs> All right, I can move on to the next story. It's, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and this was a fun one, so let's go with that. Uh, Detroit driver arrested after successfully jumping over drawbridge. Yes. Uh, now, uh, unfortunately, Buck won't be able to hear this, but I'm going to go ahead and play the, the news article after I read this story because uh, some of the reactions are pretty hilarious. Uh, but this is reported by NBC News 4 WDIV out of Detroit. A foolhardy motorist in Detroit is in hot water with law enforcement after he channeled his interaction hero and jumped over a drawbridge in his car. <laughs> According to a local media report, the jaw-dropping incident occurred on Wednesday evening when the unnamed man was cruising along a bridge that spans the Rogue River. At the moment he arrived, the bridge began rising, which under normal circumstances would be the cue for him to stop. The driver, however, had a rather ill-conceived alternative approach and opted to floor it towards the growing opening. Yes. <laughs> now, you know, a lot of times I shit on the writers of these, but this one's pretty good. Now, did it say how old this fella is? Uh, I think, I'm sorry. I think not yet, but I think we'll get there. Uh, drawbridge okay. operator Andrew Locke was watching the wild scene unfold. Recall that I looked. I said, no, he ain't. <laughs> His, dis <laughs> His disbelief quickly gave way to the realization the man was indeed jump, trying to jump the bridge. The worker hit an emergency stop button, but it was too late. <laughs> over he went blew all four of his tires and then crashed into the other gate <laughs> while successfully completing such a jump maybe the cause for celebration in the movies in this instance it led to the man being arrested since his car was badly damaged and unable to flee the scene <laughs> <laughs> I love the writing on this. This is great. Let me go ahead and play the news article. All right, other news tonight at 11. A driver is arrested after jumping his car over a rising drawbridge on Detroit's west side. Tim Pamplin is on the scene with a night cam. Tim. We are down near Zug Island. There's a Fort Street bridge. Normally the arms are up, allowing cars to pass through. Well, tonight one arm is down, completely smashed to bits. As a driver fancies himself as a bit of a daredevil. Now look, that's a Mormian. Best bridge operator Andre says he couldn't believe his eyes. Well, the driver is now in the back of a police car. There's his vehicle smashed in. Officers tell me he's full of whippets. Whippets, you say, yes. That's a whipped cream dispenser. Apparently youngsters nowadays can sniff the gas and get high. Here's Andre again. I hit the emergency stop and the bridge jammed. Detroit police putting out the unusual call this evening. But uh, actually, he took the hazard across and made it across. Over he went. All right, that's enough. <laughs> when they play the in bucket, you didn't get to hear this, but they actually play the police scanner where the police said he done Duke's a hazard over the bridge, <laughs> and it's it's a it's hilarious. Even more made more hilarious because the uh, the news reporter's uh, obviously British. And he's talking about, apparently he was on whippets. Whippets are the new thing the kids are doing today. 
anybody done whippets since the 80s? <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> you look like a whippets kind of guy. I, I'm not, that's never been my thing. I'm not an uppers guy. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually put on the radio, he done Dukes a hazard in over the bridge. This is like one of those those stories where they, they go down to Alabama after the hurricane and they interview, you know, the, the fattest Disney-wearing shirt and lady they can find. Well, there I was, minding my own business when that hurricane done came out the woods. Jammu! It done lifted up my house. And I was like, hold on, Jethro! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then I told him, and then I told him, don't you come back without none of that beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, it's just, it's just like the perfect storm. And can you imagine? I guess we've all done it. I mean, how, how many times have you driven down the road and you, you pulled up behind one of those car carriers and you see it? You're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> You you want to gun it so bad, and, and then you see the drawbridge. And you're like, I could I could jump that, <laughs> and that's why I'm in a wheelchair. It is it is not. <laughs> your story your story of an in a wheelchair is not nearly that cool, and you can't adopt a cool story. We all know the truth. It's like when somebody gets into a fight, or not, doesn't even get into a fight. They just show up with a black eye at work from you know falling down hey well you should see the other guy <laughs> no i only make up kick-ass stories about me being in a wheelchair to kids oh what are some good ones uh i didn't listen to my mother i didn't eat my broccoli come on it's supposed to be a good one no no no, no. i've said shark attack before you know i told somebody pirates are i said that i was running with scissors and then i fell down the steps I don't know why running with scissors played into it, but it just figured like the adult thing to do. You know, I was new to the wheelchair thing back then. You know, I was trying to refine my uh, my niche in the handicap world. There's there's an is there a hierarchy? There really is. Explain the hierarchy of the handicap world to us. Oh man, there. Well, I mean, like there's the entitled cripple. And uh, that's, I just, I can't stand that one. The entitled cripple. Yeah. There's there's only two classes. There's the entitled cripple, and then there's the rest of us, the handicapable. You know, that's, that's, that's it. It's more like two factions. So are you higher, the more cripple you are, are you like ranked higher? No. No, we're very inclusive too. We include mental disabilities into this as well. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, every single, every single person in the disabled community will frown upon anyone that has a parking permit simply for mental health reasons. It's just it that no. Yeah, we did a whole episode on handicap parking. I just want to point that out. So if you want to go back and listen, it was like episode one or two. two. Yeah, it was it was bad. It wasn't. It was right there at the beginning. We just, I think it was entitled "Handicap versus Handicapable." Yep. 
that was before we really had a format for the show and we were literally just picking topics to bitch about. And then one day it was like, you know what, let's just do, let's just do this instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, my memory is so foggy about stuff. Just, you know, so for me to get details together and, and, and by the, by the time it's all done, it would just sound like bullshit. And it's just, well, your whole life sounds like bullshit. That's that's again why I don't share very much of it. I just I just rather I would just rather you know keep those keep those memories where they belong inside of my uh, inside of my own mind. And on, Gil- on and on Gilligan's Island. Never been. You lying son of a bitch! I've seen the pictures. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, it's time to move on to our main event, and as customary uh, it is with the Social Liability Podcast, it is a Florida story, and because it is a Florida story, we must play the theme song. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can, makes headlines every time, Florida's paradigm. Look out, here comes Florida man. Well, Florida man indeed, but in this particular instance, it's a Florida woman. Florida woman attacked, beaten in dispute over a Walmart parking spot. Bam. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you continue, I just want to highlight that this is three straight weeks in a row that we have let the Florida females represent the 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 the, uh, the sunshine state we are truly uh advocates for gender equality on the social yes. liability podcast just just throwing that out there for any right wingers you know no nope don't 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 hate we don't hate on women here no no no, no. uh police are searching for three suspects after a florida woman says she was attacked and beaten up in a dispute over a parking spot outside of walmart uh, Joanne Pedro decided to stop at Walmart to pick up a few things Tuesday after her recent move to Davie, Florida. No, she just went there to hang out. I mean, it's, it, no shit. She waited a few minutes for an older man to pull out of a parking spot. But when he finally did, a woman in Mercedes cut her off. Oh my God, it's a scene of a movie. <laughs> of course, of course it's somebody in a sports car. <laughs> so was she going to start ramming it like in fried green tomatoes? Uh, so I put my window down and said, I've been waiting for here for six or seven minutes. Are you guys really going to take that spot? <laughs> uh, noticing another spot nearby, P- Pedro decided to just park there and move on with her day. But when a bottle was thrown at her car, she called police and moved closer to the Mercedes to get the license plate number. They just winged a bottle at her. I tried to get the license plate, so I give it to the dispatcher I was speaking to, and they just attacked me, Pedro said. They hit me with a bottle, so I have the bruise. I, I have my neck and shoulders. They're all bruised. <laughs> the incident was caught on camera. Police believe the attackers were a mother and her two adult children in their late teens and early 20s. Eventually, all three got back into the Mercedes, taking Pedro's things with them before they sped off. Pedro says she was uh, that she is scared of what they could do to a single mother with no family in the area. I'm scared. They have my license and my house keys and my phone. Uh, investigators are asking anyone to help identify these suspects to call Broward Crime Stoppers. So, uh, yeah, they actually committed a 
uh, burglary. Uh, not burglary. Um, robbery. I mean, seriously. <laughs> it sounds like strong arm robbery to me. But nevertheless, yeah. is it really worth a parking spot? Wouldn't know, brother. I got my Wonka ticket. <laughs> did you just really call it a Wonka ticket? <laughs> You're damn right I did. We have one in the car, and I always forget about it. <laughs> I, I, my wife says I'm kind of like, I lead a blessed life or something, uh, because every time we go to a, uh, anywhere, I can typically drive right up to the front and get a parking spot. And she just does no freaking clue how it happens. And I really don't either. I think that's my superpower. As lame as it is, because not everyone can fly. So I get stuck with the, I can park just about anywhere. <laughs> that mine is perfect timing. I always, I always show up in the right place at the right time. You know, except for, except for when I don't. Like when I get car accidents or... You know, but whatever. The perfect timing is mine. <laughs> yeah, in uh, the second Deadpool movie, they they introduce the character Domino, and she they ask her what her superpower is. She says, "Well, I'm lucky," and they said, "That's not a superpower." She says, "Yeah, it is." And I know someone who had that superpower. Uh, and this son of a bitch, the first time I met him, uh, he had just bought a metal detector, and we were in Cashtown, Pennsylvania. He steps outside the house, turns it on, takes one step. Boink, turn It goes off. So he starts digging. Digs up a McClellan saddle from the Civil War. It was the damnedest thing. Now you'd think, okay, that's just one instance. But there was so many. Like one of them. And we were in Maryland. And we pulled over and we filled the car full of gas. And it was his turn to pay for the gas. And we said, Greg, just go inside and you know, pay the guy. He goes, oh, I don't have any money. We mean you don't have any money. It's your turn. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll just go inside and explain it. This son of a bitch walks across the parking lot. And we saw him bend over. Whatever. He walks inside. We're thinking, okay, this is going to suck. Cops are going to come here. And next thing you know, he comes walking out with a bag. It's full of munchies. We're like, Greg, what? did you just... Did you just rob that gas station? Oh, no, man. When I was walking inside, I found a $100 bill on the ground. <laughs> and it's just the, the stupid shit. That, that, was, that was Greg's superpower. But um, going back to the story at hand, have you ever gotten so mad at somebody in a parking lot that you thought you had to come to blows over it? Never. I'm the least confrontational person on the face of the earth see I'm, i would never i would just never do that in this country see i'm very confrontational uh and <laughs> like the census guy showed up the other day and he parked our cars in at the end of the driveway and i lit this dude up because literally my wife was getting in the car trying to leave and this guy blocked her car in and the guy literally ran back to his car by the time i was done then he like slowly slinked back apologizing i'm and i yeah the the i i could go on and on about the census guys but when their id consists of a cheap ass uh messenger bag saying look i'm with the census that doesn't tell me shit dude i can buy those on ebay or i could probably make one but nevertheless i was uh, gonna say why would you purchase that kind of crap so you, that you can get in people's homes 
No, dude. Like like you just said, make it DIY. True like that. Half the damn like half the people on this like you could just take any other freaking bag and just sew a nice little patch on there and make it look official. I mean like for the really crafty Karen's out there, you put like an eagle on there with it somewhere. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That that was seriously. He's like, "Look, I'm with the census," and he's holding up this messenger bag. I'm like, "That doesn't tell me shit, dude. It means you got a bag of <laughs> Texas license plates." I was like, "Get the hell out of here!" Uh, but I, I've gotten into confrontations. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten like a real confrontation over a parking spot, though. I'll literally just wait till you go inside and key your car. I mean, really, when did, when when did those days go away? No, I, I need to throw a bottle at someone's head and beat their ass? No, you just take your key and you slide it down the side of their car. That's it. Done. End of story. Yeah, I I just park in the back and be done with it. I don't even give the person a dirty look if I could see them. Like, I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's really what you what you get off on in life, you know, yeah, more power to you, I guess. Uh, I it's got... just easier. It's just easier. Like, there, you know, there have been a few select times where things have had to, you know, escalate, but they've not ended great. And, you know, I've learned that it's just easier to just be like duck. Water roll off back. In this country. Okay. In this country. Well, when I lived in foreign countries, if I really, really, really just, like you had done me wrong I would bribe a cop <laughs> yes I would I'd bribe that cop I'd be like you don't even need to know why I'm mad here's 50 bucks make that dude miserable man they jump on that shit bam you just like <laughs> You know, funny thing, if you follow my social media at all, you'll see that I uh, was actually kind of really pissed off the other day uh, in regards to some cable wires. So I went in my backyard the other day, and there's a junction box for the local cable company. And it's like the cap's popped off, and it's kind of leaning against it. And I look, and there's a wire coming out of it that runs over to my fence, up the side of my shed, into my neighbor's yard, goes over his kid's swing set and then into the side of his house. So I'm like, holy shit. I didn't know stealing cable was still a thing. This is amazing. Uh, so I, I literally went over and knocked on the guy's door. I was going to be like, dude, seriously? And you jumped my fence to do this? That's what kind of pissed me off. Uh, but he wasn't home. So I just called the cable company and said, hey, listen, you need to come out here and fix your box. I'm not having this thing open in my backyard with my kids. So took them two days, but they came out and t- took them up in the backyard and went up there and they said, oh, yep, this was a contractor. I said, excuse me? I said, this this dude didn't do it himself? This was a contractor? Oh, yeah, they, they just need to uh, get him service until they come in and bury the line. Oh, now we're going to play. <laughs> And I told them this was completely unacceptable. And they started saying, well, it's a utility. They have a right to the property. I said, no, 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 no. I can't deny them access to the property. They cannot forcibly enter the property. Climbing a fence, whether you're a utility worker or not, is still illegal. You must 
ask me permission. Now, if I say no, you have recourse. You very easily bring a police officer and demand access. But by accessing my property without, and I, I was just going on and on and on. And then uh, the guy said, well, it's kind of a gray area. And I said, did you see my car parked out front? The one with the, um, the lights on the roof and the logos on the doors? Yeah. I go, maybe you should know that I handle all of the 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 utility issues for the city. You know, the one where your office is. Well, we're real sorry this happened, sir. We're going to call our supervisor. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's, but still, you know, like I can totally go get, you know, become excited over that. But it's certainly in the freaking parking spot. No. And then they and then to boot, they go and they rob the guy. Woman. Like, woman. Yeah. They robbed a woman. Or, excuse me. They go and they rob the woman. Now, there is one part of that story that kind of is irritating. And some people are going to say that I'm a chauvinist for this. But why is it anytime something happens to a woman that she has to throw things out? Like, because, uh, you know, uh, wait, let me find it. Pedro said she's scared of what they could do because she's a single mother. What's that have to do with anything? You're looking for sympathy points at that point. It doesn't squat to do with anything. If they wanted to screw you up, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, she's a single mom. We can get this one. It doesn't matter if you're married, single, have kids or not. They're going to do what they do. I don't know. It just kind of, it's just, I hate when people do that. It's like when people uh, get mad about something that completely, you know, just does not pertain to the situation and says, I'm a veteran of the United. I'm like, dude, that's great. Thank you for your service. But what the hell does it have to do with this situation? You know, I can kind of relate to those things because I do it a lot with the wheelchair thing, but I try to do it out of humor. I can see other people trying to do it. You know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go down that vein. Actually. I would think that maybe the journalist who wrote the article maybe just kind of threw that in there. I don't know. They have it as a quote. Yeah. But still, it's possible. It could be the journalist. I, I think I think that because now I, I just something just seems off about the whole thing. Mm. You know, the the Spit it out. Just, well, the uh, the the article was quoting her broken English before. You know, I have my back or my bruises and whatever, whatever, whatever. That, that, in fairness, that could have been my reading. Who knows? No, no, I, I I believe that that is the way that the article was written. You know, I I think I actually remember seeing this somewhere. I don't know why I didn't submit it to on the cast earlier uh just fyi this was a story that was submitted to us uh by a fan from york pennsylvania named shane uh thank you for that and uh, if anybody else has any stories they'd like to send to us they can email them uh social liability at icloud.com just want to throw that there before i forget oh very well done sir <laughs> oh and thank you thank you shane you know awesome job but now i just the the english quotes were broken earlier but now it's now you know that last one just it seemed to flow a little bit better than than the rest 
than the rest. And, you know, I, I just, I don't like the way that it just, it just doesn't smell right because of that. So I think that the, I think that the journalist may have just been trying to add that to it for a little bit more like sizzle on the steak. You know what I mean? And I just, it just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. Understood. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week on the Social Liability Podcast. We wanted to ask each and every one of you, if you enjoyed the podcast, just tell a friend. Uh, share the podcast. That's the easiest way to get us out there. And if you want to give us a review on any of your social media platforms or podcast platforms, that would be most appreciated as well. And just remember that you get the Social Liability Podcast each and every week for the low, low price of nothing. Just pay us attention. Yeah, slowly becoming a thing, isn't it? So, <laughs> I've been the Raz Grease with my co-host, the Buck Rundle, wishing you all a happy week, and we'll see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast. 